Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Today on NFL Fantasy Live, the Falcons showed off their firepower Thursday night versus the Bucks. We've got complete highlights and analysis on the way. Plus, you won't want to miss our list of must-play matchups for the weekend. Time to separate yourself from the rest of the pack and get that Week 3 W. And it wouldn't be Friday without some sleepers. See which sleeping giants our experts say will awake to lead you to victory this weekend. NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose starts now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. Matt Money Smith here over there, the Admiral Akbar Baja Biamila. Hey. Yeah? Oh, you just kind of <laughs> a little nod. I thought that's you were going to cool, interject that's a cool there. Point right there. You want to you call him the Hall of Famer, Michael? The Hall of Famer! There you go. Michael Fabiano. Remember, yes. you, my friend. you can always join the conversation on Twitter. At NFL Fantasy is our handle. We had uh, an NFC South showdown last night in Atlanta. Teams that, that start really a showdown? 0 and 2 that was a typically don't make the playoffs. Teams that start 0 and 3, boy. Matt Ryan, Josh McCown. Here we go. First possession. Falcons wasting absolutely zero time. Second and two inside the five. Ryan rolls and who's wide open? Oh, Harry Douglas. <laughs> I started Harry Douglas in like three leagues and unfortunately then he got hurt, but at yeah. least I got the six. The old injury bug. Falcons up seven nothing. Here we go into the first inside the ten and there you go, Julio. Jones, you drafted him high for a reason, and boy, did he have himself a game. Nine catches, 161 yards, two touchdowns. After the second turnover, her Falcons uh, at the Bucks 20, and it's Devin Hester. There he is. You get a touchdown. More you get a touchdown. More involved. Everybody gets a touchdown. In this Atlanta offense, even hugs a security guard there. How about that yellow jacket getting a little bit of love there from Devin Hester? And, oh, that's right, it's the Falcons' defense, and there's Devin Hester, and our man Deion Sanders was on the sideline, and this would be record-breaking, ladies and gentlemen. Hester takes it. Has he lost a step? Uh, no, maybe. it doesn't look like it. Maybe from a 4-2 to 4-3, but yeah. I tell you, he's got great vision, and that's good for that defense. For, for no the question. Uh, that was your monster number for the night. But you know what? Let's uh, let's get one more here. Matt Ryan, Julio good Jones, day. because you want to talk about a catch. Oh, Whoa. yeah. Adjustment. That's Fantasy how you adjust to a great player. You see Matt Ryan there, the 286 and three touchdowns. And you want to talk about points. 
take a gander at what the Falcons posted wow. last night. Julio, he is a wide receiver one, points. a shot at having the most points of any wide receiver all season. 28.1, Matt Ryan over 23. That makes it two out of three weeks that Matt Ryan has a real shot at being the number one quarterback for your fantasy football league. Falcons defense, though, 29. Going to be hard for another defense to top that. I'm just going to say. That's going to be rough. I think it might be good with Thursday night. Let's start with the winning side, uh, Akbar Fabs. The Falcons, a great all-around performance by them. But we'll get started with Matt Ryan. His three touchdown passes in two of his first three games. Akbar looks like a QB1, a must-start regardless of the matchup. He, he really does look like a QB1, and you really have to look at what's around him and what's developed around him. And primarily, I'm looking at those inside wide receiver positions. I'm looking at Harry Douglas. I'm looking at Devin Hester. Now, I know that Harry Douglas had an injury, but Roddy White and Julio Jones. Roddy White didn't play in this game, but the fact that he's got all these different weapons and guys can step up, it really makes it easier for Matt Ryan to pick apart any defense. And then you talk about that tight end position. They got that 6'8", maybe 6'10", or seven feet, Levine Tuilolo. He's a huge red zone target. Think about the fact that he's got multiple red zone targets, so this allows him, when he gets into the red zone, to be able to get into that end zone. I like Matt Ryan as a number one quarterback. Yeah, I agree with that, and I guess I'm just going to disagree with the process, Akbar, and, and I appreciate Levine Tuilolo and Harry Douglas and Devin Hester, but the difference with Matt Ryan this year is the return of Julio Jones, and Julio clearly is an elite wide receiver in the league. You saw that adjustment he made. He is a player where Matt Ryan can, if he gets time in the pocket, can throw it as hard as he possibly can, and Julio Jones is going to go get it. And that was the difference last year. That's why Matt Ryan had a down year. That's why that Falcons offense had a down year, because Julio was not out there freaking defenses out, pulling a safety over in his direction every time he goes down the field. So as long as Julio's healthy, clearly he's a start for your team, and that's what's going to help Matt Ryan. And and let me add to that. It's not just the return of Julio Jones. It's the maturation of Julio Jones, when you have a guy like Roddy White in the same film room, Terry Rubisky, who's your wide receiver coach, yeah, you're going to mature, and he's matured, and his game is complete now. We always uh, debate who the second wide receiver will be drafted behind Megatron, and I think if this continues, well, certainly if this continues, but Julio is always part of that conversation. Top five, top six. It might be a (laughs) no-brainer moving forward if this uh, keeps up. Uh, The Falcons' defense, because you get – Points for punt and kickoff returns mm-hmm. with Devin Hester down there. Certainly now much more attractive was barely started in fantasy yeah. leagues no last night. No one was looking at them. And this is why I don't like traditional fantasy football scoring. When you talk about defenses and special teams, listen, in the leagues that I run and I'm the commissioner, I give those points to the player. How much more exciting is it when Devin Hester scores that touchdown on a punt return when he is on your fantasy team in your starting lineup and you get those points? The same thing with C.J. Spiller last week for the Buffalo Bills. You didn't get him if you started Spiller. That's the way standard scoring should be. Give the players the points, not wow. the defensive well, special. Are you running for president? It, it cannot be changed this season. So I, will, I know I will that. Point I will change, you can believe it. Change, you can believe it. The one thing I will point out, because uh, a lot of Twitter traffic on, this matchup being great for the Bucs and for Vincent Jackson and for Josh McCann. I did not buy into it at all. It was a shootout in week one in which Drew Brees and Brandon Cooks and those right. Saints skewed the Atlanta Falcons numbers. So be careful. When, when you think the Atlanta Falcons through two weeks are a bad pass defense, just look back to that week one and recognize Josh McCown had done nothing thus far this season. Right. Vincent Jackson, nothing. They weren't pushing the ball downfield. Don't allow stats to dictate the moves you're going to make. Always pay attention. Use the eyeball test and try to figure out whether or not you can come to that conclusion after just two weeks. All right, speaking of Josh McCown. No bueno. And Josh McCown, and I've been saying it all preseason, I've been saying it all season, 
He was a product of Mark Trestman's offense. He was a journeyman quarterback before he went to Chicago. He was playing for the Hartford Colonials, for crying out loud, of the UFL just four years ago. Hey, listen, it was a great story last year in Chicago, but he's not in Chicago anymore. Josh McCown should not be owned in fantasy leagues. I don't know if it was uh, Jeff Tedford or Lovey Smith that radioed down, well, Lovey on the sideline, hey, uh, Josh, your, your thumb's hurting. What? Yeah, your thumb's hurting. <laughs> Go on. Uh, we, we don't want to put Glennon on there without uh, an excuse. But, yeah, he left the game there with that thumb injury. You see the numbers, 58 pass yards, interception. That means you got zero points from Josh McCown. Well, you see the point wow. three two. Uh, so I guess if you win by three-tenths of a point, you could say, hey, man, Josh McCown put me over the top. We just talked about Vincent Jackson, Akbar, and one of the issues with McCown was he was not pushing the ball downfield. You can see that through the first three for the th- through the first two games, I should say. But with the return, let's say the thumb injury lingers of Mike Glennon. If he gets there, that was a pretty good connection last year between those two. So moving forward, keep an eye on that. But I think with Josh McCown, Vincent Jackson is not a start. He's not a wide receiver. He's not, and he should be. And this is a prime opportunity to make Vincent Jackson and Mike Evans a star. When you look at the two defensive backs in this game, Robert Alford and True Front, those are two young cornerbacks that I really do like. But those guys aren't even taller than 5'9", 5'10". And you've got two 6'5", wide receivers running down the field, and you can't find them. There's no reason why you can't utilize a Vincent Jackson so his fantasy value does go down if you can't even utilize that matchup. Yeah, I think if, if, again, if Glennon is back and he becomes the starter, then it I'll helps. start exactly. Then I'll it start helps. thinking about playing Vincent Jackson again. But up until that point, like we said, just see something. Show us something before. See something. Show us something before. <laughs> Thank you goodness make that you scored that touchdown because yeah, no if kidding. not, it would have been nothing. No, I didn't notice. I had flipped over to something else. That's <laughs> it. Uh, I'm kidding. I watched the whole thing 56 to 14. All right, that's the Thursday night game. Uh, for the latest news, let's throw it over to Marcus and Adam. Guys. Thank you, Money. I'm NFL.com fantasy editor Marcus Grant, and I'm here alongside the fantasy maverick Adam Rank. We're getting you caught up with all the news and notes from around the league. We will get started in Cincinnati. That is where Bengals wide receiver A.J. Green is, and he told the media Friday that his sore toe feels good to go, and he expects to play Sunday against the Titans. Green aggravated his toe against the Falcons last Sunday and had been limited in practice this week. All right, Rank, Green is a must-start every week, but does this news make you a little bit hesitant? Well, no, you're going to play him. Like you said, he's a must-start, but here's what's going to happen. He's going to be a decoy, right? And they're going to run. We saw what the Cowboys did to the Titans, so it's going to be Jeremy Hill, Gio Bernard running, running, running. Then remember they have him set up? Boom, Mohamed Sanu. Bomb. He's going to be the one who scores. (laughs) I do think a lot of Jeremy Hill, a lot of Gio Bernard. Yeah, and then boom, Mohamed Sanu. Remember the boom. (laughs) In a strange twist of events, Chiefs running back Jamal Charles was seen practicing Thursday and Friday on a limited basis. This comes as a surprise to many of us since a lot of us thought that Charles would miss a few weeks because of the high ankle sprain he suffered last weekend. Right now, Jamal's status is unclear for Sunday rank. What should you do if you have him on your roster since the Chiefs are playing that late afternoon game? Well, hopefully you had Davis on your roster already, but if you didn't have that luxury, go out and look at and see if John Stewart's available. He's playing the Steelers on Sunday night, so he could be a pretty good option for you. But the two, you know, and anybody, I kind of, I'm, I'm laughing because the guys who went out and snaked Davis on the waiver wire from the guys who had Jamal Charles, I laugh at them. That's what you get. <laughs> That's what you get. Yep. Trying to snake somebody's player. Sometimes it blows up in your face. Absolutely. Yeah, Got to be aware of that. Deshaun Jackson is officially listed as questionable for Sunday's tilt with the Eagles. DJX was limited on Friday. Jay Gruden is calling it a step in the right direction. What do you expect? First off, do you okay. expect there's any way that Jackson Dude, misses this game? What do you expect if he plays? Let's be serious. He's playing, and it's questionable because you would think – 
that Jay Gruden would hopefully get a couple of plays to Deshaun Jackson so he can go out and kind of show the Eagles what they're missing. Kind of yeah, rub it in their face because he, you notice from his comments where he was talking about like, yeah, it was a questionable move. I don't know why the Eagles were doing that. I feel like he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder too and he wants to let his player kind of show out against his former team. You know, it helps him in the long run. If Deshaun Jackson can go out and have a huge game against the Eagles. That that just benefits Washington. So why not do it? Why not, why not get him out there and put him in a good opportunity? All right, so if he does go out and, and ball out the way a lot of us expect. This is why you drafted him. Do, do you sell high on him? Do you try to trade him at oh, that absolutely. point? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, then, then you're rid of him. Then you're like, yeah, so we're like, look how great he was against the Eagles. Take him off my hands, please. Then you go Chip Kelly on it. You move him out of there. <laughs> Browns tight end Jordan Cameron had limited participation in practice on Friday. Cameron missed week two due to a shoulder injury. Offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan has said for Cameron this week it can go either way Frank we know the tight end position is a tough one to try to figure out so even if Cameron isn't 100% if he starts for the Browns does he start for you Ooh, it's questionable I look at other options because there's a lot of good guys on the waiver wire out there guys like Niles Paul who have come out and shown that they can play when they're given a chance and Kirk Cousins really took a shine to him so he's a good option but if you're ready to step into the danger zone Clay Harbor Jacksonville the Colts give up tons of points and somebody, somebody in Jacksonville has got to catch the ball. I was going to say. That's maybe, science, right? I was going to say maybe Charles Clay is sneaky time. No, no, no. Clay Harbor. Clay, Duval. Wrong Clay. Right, right, right. Gotcha. Right, right. gotcha. <laughs> all right. Be sure to set your DVRs for our late airing of NFL Fantasy Live for all the latest injury news and updates for your roster. Tune in at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific right here on NFL Network. Still to come, unsure who to start. Thanks to all these running backs by committee. Fear not, because our experts are here to tell you which backs you need to plug in for Sunday. And up next... Our resident sack master, Akbar Bajabi Amila, reveals his top five fantasy defenses for week three. This is NFL Fantasy Live. It's time now for player comparisons presented by SAP. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Matt Money Smith here, Michael Fabiano, Adam Rank. And today we're going to take a look at backfield committees. We love backfield committees in fantasy football. It's my favorite thing. Debating which <laughs> running back is the better start. For week three, so let's get started with what's going to be a tough one all season long, and that's the Detroit Lions, Reggie Bush versus Joyke Bell. They're taking on the Packers. Who wants to take the lead here? Who do you like? Uh, Go ahead. No, 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 no. no, Fabs, what do you got? I'm I'm going with Joyke Bell here. Uh, He's been the guy who's seen the most touches in that backfield after two weeks, and I know Reggie Bush is a talented guy in PPR leagues. You're going to start him, but if we're talking about standard leagues here, Joyke Bell is the better back. He's seeing goal line work, and again, he is the guy out of that backfield who's leading the team in touches so far. Better fit for Jim Caldwell's office. My, my only issue was the fumble last week. It was a critical fumble, and that is the easiest way in a running back by committee to get benched and not be trusted as the lead back. Plus, I think you're going to want to see more of these dumps out of the backfield like you just saw with Joint Bell, maybe proving yeah. my point against myself. They're not even, they're not even showing Reggie video of Reggie Bush. Bush. Exactly. That's how bad it was. All right, fine. I'm still taking Run Bush. away. Better start. Uh, Pierre Thomas or Kyrie Robinson versus the Vikings because Mark Ingram is hurt. Oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> what do you got? Yeah. I'm going to go with Kyrie Robinson. Okay. Only because they won't let me go with, uh, who's the kid from Miami? Cadet? Oh, yeah. Because you know, you know, once we start starting Robinson, Cadet's going to go in there and snake some goal. Certainly. That's what Sean Payton does. (laughs) For the time being, I'm going to go with Robinson. He's going to inherit that role that has been vacated by your buddy, Mark Ingram. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll put one out for him. Seems to be the hammer. But he does, yeah. He he runs so great. I look back at those playoff runs. You know, he was very good against the Eagles, but he was equally as impressive against Seattle in Seattle. So if if we get that Kyrie Robinson... He's somebody who could lead you to fantasy gold. Fabs, I suspect you'll take Pierre Thomas. You've been on him all year as the running back you'd want to own in the Saints offense. I like him this week 
three touchdowns in his last four home games, and a rushing touchdown in two of three career games against the Minnesota Vikings. And I just think the Saints are going to trust him a little bit more in terms of utilizing him both as a runner and a receiver out of the backfield. And I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he sees a goal line carrier too also. You know, uh, I know the super sleepers is probably coming up a little bit later in the show. Right. I'm going to give the people this nugget right now, though. You know what saying I start? You know what saying I start? What? Jimmy, Drew Graham. Bruce. Jimmy Graham. Oh, there we go. Oh, very Danny, nice. Danny, see, that's funny. Oh, oh man. Okay. Oh, slaying myself. Uh, Danny Woodhead, <laughs> Donald Brown versus the Bills. The Chargers travel east without Ryan Matthews, and he's probably going to be out for quite a while. Uh, Fabs, what do you got here? I'm going with Donald Brown, the UConn product. So Molly Karam is thrilled about this selection because he's the starter. Uh, forget about, that number, by the way. For, that, that is way too low. Pick forget, him up. Forget about the fact that he was third on the depth chart because now Ryan Matthews is out. He inherits the Ryan Matthews role. Danny Woodhead will remain the guy that you're going to see as a change of pace back on passing downs. And honestly, Danny Woodhead has been invisible in the stat sheets over the first couple of weeks. Donald Brown is the guy to start out of that Chargers backfield. I hope he retains the same role that he had, Danny Woodhead, I'm speaking of. He's had five touchdowns his last six game against six games against the Bills. He had 61 yards and two touchdowns the last time he played them. So yeah. I'll take that any day. And I'll point out, you know, one of the better statistics about the Chargers is time of possession. They led the league in time of possession last year. They already look like they're going to lead it this year thanks <laughs> to that lopsided affair against the Seattle Seahawks. How do you keep the ball? Run the football. Run, run and the they, football. Mike McCoy likes to run the football. And Donald Brown, like you said, is the hammer as opposed to Danny Woodhead being more the change of pace right. receiving back out of the backfield. All right, this is a, a tricky one, and I suspect it may not be as tricky mm-hmm. for much longer. Trent Richardson, Ahmad Bradshaw in a great matchup against the Jaguars. Ahmad Bradshaw has just taken that role, and he's run with it. Looks better. Literally and figuratively. And he was catching the balls out of the backfield. I really like the fourth down play they're going to run. We're going to see it right here. Perfect play for him. Look at who they're trusting on fourth down. They're going to Bradshaw, which means fantasy owners also should trust Bradshaw. Yeah, I agree with Adam. Listen, it's the eye test. He looks better. He looks faster. This guy's coming off a neck fusion surgery. He's had foot surgeries. He's older than Trent Richardson, but he looks a lot better. It's a good matchup. Four touchdowns in the last four games played for Bradshaw. The Jaguars have given up more fantasy points to running backs than any team in the National Football League. And again, Money, Bradshaw just looks Here's, like a better bet. He does. No question. Something we've been saying all season long through two, well, all season long, two games. Here's why I'm going with Trent. But all I'm going to play, uh, play amateur psychologist on Ryan Grigson here. You trade a first rounder for Trent Richardson. This is a good running back matchup. If you are going to get anything out of this guy and try to figure out if he can be a contributor to your team, and you see here, he did run hard against the Philadelphia Eagles. He did put it on the turf, and that just cannot happen, especially in a game that they lost. But I suspect. Coach Pagano is going to do his darndest to get him involved in this game because perhaps that gives him some confidence moving forward. They're, so I'd start him. They're 0-2, sure. though. they yeah. got to play the best player yeah. out there. Fantasy fans, if you are not sure which players to start each week, check out the player comparison tool with insights from SAP exclusive only to NFL.com fantasy users. It compares recent performances and matchups to help you figure out who to start, who to sit each and every week. You can check it out at NFL.com slash fantasy. For more now, we get it over to Marcus and Akbar. Thanks, Money. Marcus Grant here with former NFL linebacker Akbar Baja Biamila. And look, a good fantasy defense could be the difference between winning and losing each week. After all, the Falcons went kaboom on Thursday night. So, Akbar, let's dish out your top five fantasy defenses for week three. Get started with the number five spot. Who you got? You know, I wish I could have gone number one, though, the Atlanta Falcons, because they scored 29 <laughs> points. Hindsight's 20 well, You know, when I look at the, the Cincinnati Bengals, this is a team that I really, really like. You know, they've got a great matchup going up against who? 
the Tennessee Titans. And think about Jake Locker. Jake Locker went up against, you know, a team and didn't look very good against the Dallas Cowboys defense. And this is a bad Dallas Cowboys defense. And you think about the type of pressure that the Cincinnati Bengals can put on a guy like Jake Locker. Carlos Dunlap coming off the edge. I like this defense to put up really good points and create turnovers. Well, and they stifled the Falcons last week, so certainly that, uh, that bodes well for what they would do against the Titans. Who's next? Oh, boy. You know I like this group here. Star Lotulale and Luke Keekley. I love the Carolina Panthers. When you get a guy as dominant as Star Lotulale at the beginning of that defense, the trenches is what we call that. This is where you know you're going to create pressure. And this is a great matchup. But going up against the Steelers' offensive line that isn't very good, Ben Roethlisberger may not walk out of this game. He may be hurt because they are going to put a lot of pressure on this defense. Uh, excuse me, on this offense. They're going to create turnovers. Luke Keekley, interception, sack, points for the Carolina Panthers. You mentioned Keekley, too, who is an IDP monster for folks who play in those kind of leagues. All right, number three on your list. Well, there, there can only be one team. I know you're looking at some of these other defenses. There are a lot of good defenses up here, but I have to go with none other than the St. Louis Rams. And when you say the St. Louis Rams, well, why? Match up. Why? The Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. Ah, I tricked you there. I'm not putting them at two. I'm going to put them at three. (laughs) The Dallas Cowboys, that's just easy for them. I mean, Tony Romo, he's having issues right now. That offensive line is having issue. If you think back earlier in the year, during the preseason, we looked at this St. Louis defense and said, this is a very good defense with what they have on the edges, what they have at the linebacker position. I can see Quinn getting after the quarterback. I can see the guys really applying pressures from different ways creating and making this Dallas Cowboy be the offense that we always see, and that's inconsistent. I like the St. Louis Rams at that number three spot. All right, who are you at number two? Number two. You know, know, this is interesting because when you look at number two, it's got to go to the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans have to be there at number two. Why? J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt going up against the Giants. And Eli Manning, we know that this team hasn't been very consistent. When you switch your offense from – that style of run and shoot to that West Coast offense, we're starting to see a lot of inconsistency between the quarterback and who else? The wide receiver. And what does that mean for J.J. Watt? That means more time for him to get to the quarterback and get the sacks created, and that's how you get points. You want points, and that's what defenses can bring you. It's got to be Houston, Texas. I get the feeling we're going to say a lot about streaming defenses against the Giants offense Yes, this yes, year. yes, yes. That's going to be a theme. All right, who's in the number one spot? You know, this is a defense that I had playing against you, and I almost beat you in our, in our matchup almost. here. Almost. And they gave me 24 points against the Minnesota Vikings. You know that has to be the New England Patriots, the New England Patriots going up against the Oakland Raiders. They're picking against the Raiders? Yes. They're picking well, on the Raiders, yeah, huh? And you know I played for the Raiders, and you know I like the Raiders. They're good people. good team. <laughs> I love the organization. But Bill Belichick is going to try to trick the young quarterback in Derek Carr, get him thinking and seeing things that aren't there. And that's what they're very good at. They're very good at giving sugar looks, disguises, making you think one coverage is there and showing you something totally different. That creates a lot of confusion for a young quarterback who's still learning how to read defenses. That's why they've been the master of getting points because they can create turnovers for for your team. This is going to be a high-scoring defense. When you talk about guys like pass rushers, Chandler Jones is putting his name up among some of the top guys in the league right now. Yes, he is. Fantastic. All right, coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, our experts reveal their favorite running back matchups for week three. See which RBs we say are about to light the fantasy world on fire. Plus, find out which players our guys need to be say need to be grabbing a seat on your bench this weekend. This is the one and only NFL Fantasy Live. Sunday on NFL Game Day morning, the guys preview a defining weekend in the NFC East. NFL Game Day morning, Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern, live on NFL Network.
Well, running back decisions. Here is your aggregate ranking of all of our experts. At NFL.com, LaShawn McCoy in the top spot. No surprise there. Marshawn Lynch going up against Denver. I wonder if he can repeat what he did in that Super Bowl. Arian Foster with that great matchup against the Giants. Here's where you can start to get a little picky, choosy, if you will. You see the Bobby Rainey numbers there. Already performed uh, against the Atlanta Falcons, uh, 14th, according to our experts. And, well, only six and a half fantasy points. So, as we welcome you back to NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose Guys, let's get into what we believe are some great Week 3 running back matchups. Fabs, I know you like the fill-in for Jamar, Jamal, I should say, Charles, should he be out this week? I do, and you have to preface this by saying that if Jamal Charles is on the field, well, Niall Davis is not going to be in your starting lineup from a fantasy perspective, but I like the matchup this week. In Miami, the Dolphins have given up nine rushing touchdowns in their last eight home games. They've given up 130-plus rushing yards in six of those contests. And Davis is going to be the featured back, assuming Charles is out of action. Last week, had 29 touches, and I really like what he has shown out there on the gridiron. He could be a low-end RB1. Our, uh, Akbar? You played for the Oakland Raiders. Why you got to hate on the Raiders, man? I, I don't. I'm not hating on, hate on the Raiders. I, I, I'm not hating on the Raiders. Why you got to hate on the Raiders? You know, I, I'm looking at Arian Foster and what Arian Foster can Did do. Who? You know, Arian Foster going up against the, 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 the Giants, <laughs> and let me tell you something. This is going to be a perfect matchup. He's probably the, one of the league's best one cutter guys. I mean, he's going to hit that hole, and we've seen that he's starting to really gain some momentum. And the coaches see that they're giving him more touches. He has already nearly 30 touches. He's getting 30 touches a game. I mean, that's impressive. He's carrying the load for this running game. Arian Foster is the running Look, game for. I like Texas. watching the tape. I like watching him on that dirt baseball field, putting it on your former team. By the way, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 40 pass attempts this season. So, yeah, they yeah. run the ball. What do you got here, Marcus? I got Stephen Ridley. You talk about hating on the Raiders. Why you got to hate on the Raiders? I'm hating on the Raiders. Why you got to hate on the Raiders? Because their defense is bad. <laughs> Maybe just on the tape. So far, the first two weeks of the season, the Raiders have allowed a 100-yard rusher and also allowed a rusher to get in the end zone. We saw it with Chris Ivory in week one. We saw it with Arian Foster in week two. I think it's going to be Stephen Ridley in week three. I know we were all worried about Shane Vereen, but that's because Ridley was putting the ball on the ground. So far, he's held on to it. He's done a pretty good job of protecting the ball. As long as he's securing it, he's going to be the guy on the field, and whoever's on the field getting the ball against the Raiders is going to have a big day. All right, I am going to share with you my selection for a great matchup because you may not think about putting Jeremy Hill in your lineup, but you ought to put Jeremy Hill in your lineup against the Titans. Any self-respecting Cowboy fan can tell you what DeMarco Murray did to that Titans defense on the ground now. That is one of the better offensive lines in the league and the leading rusher in the league. But Jeremy Hill has shown that Marvin Lewis gives him the goal line touches. When he needs a hammer, Jeremy Hill is the guy. I am not taking away from Gio Bernard. I would start him as well. But I suspect this is going to be their method of running the ball all season long. And when you can get goal line carries against a team that has been suspect against the run, I say you put that dude in your starting lineup as a flex until proven otherwise. Weather can play a role and can play a factor in your week's matchup. So let's get it to our resident fantasy meteorologist, Jim Kosek of KCTV in Kansas City. Jim! Week three of the season it is, and welcome, my friends. A couple of storm systems. This one right here is going this way here. And look at this thing down. Oh, that one, that one, that one. That's the hat trick all headed to the sunshine state where you're going to be hard-pressed to see sun for week three but into the northeast we go with the wet weather on the docket that means buffy bolts got some rain mm-hmm but it's going to be ending. It's not an all-day affair. Sure is chilly outside, though. Hop, skip, and a jump down the road in Cleveland. Love tailgating here, by the way. Gravel, dirt, mud. Ain't getting any better than that. But even here, the showers will exit. 
And down the road in Bengali territory, eh, maybe a thunderstorm to kickstart the day, but that's about it. All right, down to the Sunshine State, Jags, Colts, shower thunderstorm on the prowl. But much like last week when Tampa had that delay, listen, called it with the call, but it can't be right all the time or wrong. There will be a couple of thunderstorms down here, so I would certainly expect a delay, yes, with Alex Smith coming in town. But here's who you don't want on your team, even though they've performed mightily so far this season. Dan Carpenter averaging four field goals a week. That comes out to 64 for the entire year. You know what happens when you get a ball, and H2O bombards it? <laughs> exactly. Phillip Rivers, 124 QB rating at home, 75 on the road. He's on the road. Andy Dalton's playing above his career completion percentage rate. Not this week with the H2O. And Brian Hoyer, small hands, wet ball, wet turf. That's simple physics right there. So you guys do, you guys do the math, and I bid you, adieu for week three you got some culture there as well not bad gentlemen not bad at all <laughs> gentlemen and scholar culture I, on this I do show? want to point out Jim Kosick wearing the official uniform if you're going to play a pickup game with either Drew Brees or Brett Favre the <laughs> yeah. jeans polo. still to come you may think Marshawn Lynch is a must start on any given Sunday but our Adam Rank says, think again. He's dishing out all of his likes and dislikes for week three when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, our experts reveal their top wide receiver matchups for week three. And no, we're not talking about Megatron and company. We're digging deep to give you fantasy gold. And don't let your fantasy season slip away from you. Coming up, we'll tell you which star players need to be glued to your bench this weekend. Plus, we've got sleepers for days, which uh, you can see our guys say uh, those sleepers going to step up this weekend. That's what I'm talking about. Deliver a W for your fantasy team as NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. That's super sleepers. It's a mouthful, all right? Uh, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Matt Money-Smith here with Akbar and Marcus over there. Fab's right here next to me. Remember, you can always join our conversation by using our Twitter feed at NFL Fantasy Week 3 kicked off Thursday night between the Bucks and the Falcons. So, gentlemen, let's get right to the highlights. Falcons, Buccaneers, Matt Ryan, Josh. That? The game was still close right now. <laughs> Here we go. End of the first. Falcons threatening inside the 10. And Ryan connects with Julio Jones. Eight-yard touchdown. Too easy for 14 Nothing. And here we go after the second turnover of the game. Falcons on the Bucks 20. Devin. Hester, oh, a little wrinkle for old Dirk Cutter's offense, uh, and like see you later. You know, it looks like he's lost a step, but uh, he had like three steps on everybody else, so yeah, that he means he's still he's a guy two he's steps. He's a 4-2, now he's a 4-3. It was uh, 28, now it's 35, nothing, and oh, what do you know, it's Julio Jones again sneaking behind. Catch, that man. was a that was great adjustment to the ball. That's uh, what that monster is. game for Julio, nine catches, 161 yards, two touchdowns. And here are your numbers. You guys notice um, leading performer last night? Let's see, uh, Julio Falcons Jones, defense. you would think it'd be the... Oh, yeah. there it is, the Falcons defense at 29. We were talking about that a little bit earlier, as Devin Hester is the returner on that Falcons defense, and a big reason why. They got those 29 points. Uh, here we go. Fantasy wide receiver time. Speaking of Julio Jones and those 28 points, a look at the top 10 wide receiver starts for week three on NFL.com. Jones already in the books with those 28 points. 1-0 points. Let's talk about some great week three wide receiver matchups. Fabs, 
You like Cordero Patterson versus the Saints in the Superdome. I do. I am a big fan of this matchup because look at what the Saints have done or really haven't done against wide receivers this year. They've given up a lot of fantasy points to the position. Not very good. And Cordero Patterson is now, let's face it, guys, the centerpiece of this offense and the centerpiece for Norv Turner. He has scored seven scrimmage touchdowns in his last seven games, and I mentioned how bad the Saints were against wide receivers. They have given up the second most fantasy points to the position this year so far. 323 receiving yards allowed per game. That is a ton. This could be a shootout in New Orleans. Start Cordero Patterson. As long as Matt Castle can get him the ball and not throw those three interceptions. Marcus, they uh, certainly could use Sammy down in Tallahassee on Saturday, but they're going to have him against the Chargers up in Buffalo. Yeah, that's going to be the case there. And, Money, I know how much you like rookies on your fantasy team. Love them. I'm jumping on board the rookie wide receiver train and Sammy Watkins is driving that train this week. You look at what the Chargers have done. Their corners, aside from Jason Verrett, have been shaky this year, and they're not getting much of a pass rush. That's a bad combination for that defense. If E.J. Manuel can throw the ball to the right color jersey, he's accurate this week. I like Sammy Watkins to have another big week for fantasy. Ooh. I'm going to go uh, with a wide receiver that is probably being debated as a flex. I don't think too many people are putting Anquan Bolden in their number two. I'd put him in your number two or your flex this week because Anquan Bolden likes playing his former team, the Cardinals. Uh, he has over 300 receiving yards in his three games against them, has a touchdown. And one thing about the 49ers, when they lose, they typically do not lose in back-to-back weeks. They are very good at making the adjustments. And when you consider Patrick Peterson's probably going to be covering Michael Crabtree, and Jim Harbaugh does a great job of moving his receivers all over the field, the physical presence that is Anquan Bolden, I suspect, will have a big game in what is a must-win contest in their division for the Niners. You know what? For me, I have to go with Andre Johnson going up against the New York Giants. I think this is a great opportunity for Andre Johnson to take advantage of this secondary group that ranks 21st in the in the NFL against the passing. And then when you talk about Andre Johnson, a guy that just produces it consistently, he's done it with David Carr, Sage Rosenfeld, Matt Shaw, TJ Yates, Case Keenum, Ryan Fitzpatrick. You follow me? He can follow ball me, yeah. regardless of who that quarterback is. I believe that he's going to have a big game against Did the you Giants. Just name every quarterback in Texans history, right there. <laughs> uh, I think got I'm David right. Carr. <laughs> Pretty close to it. Yeah. I mean, the one concern, obviously, is they run the heck out of the ball. I mean, uh, I think we talked about a little bit earlier. Fitzpatrick only has like 40 pass attempts. That's remarkable. Yeah. The guy has 40 pass attempts on the season, but they're, they're running the ball. Yeah, going mostly to one guy. All right, for more now, let's uh, throw it over to Adam Rank. It's time for Like Dislike, presented by Corona. What's up, fantasy people? Each week, I humbly submit to you my likes and dislikes in the world of sports, TV, movies, so much more. Sometimes I even talk a little fantasy football, and since that's what we're doing here, my first like of the week is Jay Cutler, who came out and absolutely smoked the 49ers in week two because he threw four touchdown passes. And now he's got, you know, I advised everybody this week in my column, look, don't chase the fantasy points, but Cutler has a pretty good matchup this week. The Jets have allowed the most fantasy points to receivers, the second most to quarterbacks, so I see Jay having another good performance. My only piece of advice to Jay, don't wait for a guy to spear you before you start throwing those darts all over the field. All right, let's move on to the running back position. I'm a little bit concerned about Marshawn Lynch. We said during the preseason, 400 touches last year could end up having an impact this season. And he's already taken a breather after week two. So, you know what? We look at this matchup. Folks talk about the revamp Broncos D and realize, though, it did a pretty good job of bottling up Lynch last year in the Super Bowl, something that was easy to overlook during the Seahawks' dismantling of the Broncos. Now, I won't come out and say the bench Lynch, but... I'm telling you, he's not going to have the day that you think he is. 
I do, though, like Le'Veon Bell this week. I've been getting a lot of questions about this on social media because Bell does have a pretty rugged matchup against the Panthers, though Carolina isn't quite as suffocating as you might think. But here's the bottom line. Sometimes your best back is going to have a tough matchup. If you want to get all Montgomery Burns in the Springfield 9 and overthink your roster, be my guest. But realize, more often than not, you will end up overanalyzing yourself and playing a player much, much inferior. (coughs) Jake Locker. Uh, That being said, I don't like Victor Cruz this week. At some point, you just hold on to a relationship a little bit too long. You romanticize the past. You think of all the salsa dances when really you should concentrate on stuff like the fact that your number one receiver hasn't scored a touchdown in 12 games or that the Texans have allowed just one touchdown pass this season and have one of the fiercest pass rushes going. But at least Eli Manning loves pressure. No, wait, I'm being facetious. He doesn't. Just don't play Cruz, kids. And finally, I like Joyke Bell. You heard me talking about him earlier. Joyk, you might not have known, though, is French for best running back in Detroit, probably. He's rested some this week because of a knee injury, but there is no cause for alarm. He is the best back for Jim Caldwell's offense, and he leads the team in just about every rushing category dating back to last season. Plus, he has a history of success at home against the Packers, who have given up the second most rushing yards this season. Now let's take a look at some more names. Dwayne Allen's a pretty good play there, going against the Jags, who have allowed the most points. The fantasy tight ends this year, Cam Newton. You heard Mike talking about Cordell Patterson. Love this matchup. Terrence West, again, tough matchup against Baltimore. I'm not worried about it. Guys, I don't like Tony Romo. Go ahead and just drop Bishop Sankey. He's got no use on your roster. Torrey Smith, Jason Witten, all some guys who could be struggling this week. And that was Like Dislike presented by Corona. When we return, we're dishing out our list of fantasy players you need to bench this weekend. You want to win in week three, you won't want to miss this. And it wouldn't be Friday without some sleepers. Our list of guys who are about to jump out of bed and put up big numbers is coming up. This is NFL Fantasy Live. With NFL Now, you can watch stories, news, and highlights of your favorite teams on all your devices. Watch for free today at NFL.com slash now. As we welcome you back to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. Matt Money-Smith here, Adam Rank, Akbar Bajabiamila, our Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. Gents, time to talk about some guys fantasy players need to bench. That's right. You're so tempted. Put them in your lineup, but no. No, is what they say. Not allowed. Sally Brown style. You know what I'm talking about? Your good man, Charlie Brown, the Broadway show. Oh, Charlie Brown. No, that's what I'm talking about, Akbar. Who do we got for us? You know, for me, I have to sit Tony Romo. Tony Romo against the St. Louis Rams. You know, we talked about that defense for the St. Louis uh, Rams being able to apply pressure. But when you look at this offense, this offense is being ran through DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray getting a ton of touches, a ton of looks in this offense. Tony Romo, 66 passes he's attempted in the last two games. That's not a lot. He's been held to or has a combination of 24 points in the last two games. I'm not sure that Tony Romo's my guy for this game. I know you like the name. He's a name-brand guy, plays for the Dallas Cowboys. That's good offensive line, Akbar. Yeah, but that, that defensive line for the St. Louis yeah. Rams, no Chris they, Long. they are going to get after. All right. No Tony Romo, says Akbar. Rank, what do you got? I'll go with another brand name with Tom Brady. Now, I'm not here to bury him or say that he's washed up or anything like that, but I really don't like this matchup against the Raiders because the reason he struggled last week 
against Minnesota was because the team got out to too big of a lead. And once they got to a lead, they were bleeding the clock with Stephen Ridley, and that meant no fantasy points for Tom Brady. I see it working out very similarly. They get out to a big lead on the Raiders, and then here comes Stephen Ridley and Shane Vereen once again to take all the heavy lifting, and Tom Brady will have a pedestrian stat line, but those things happen. No Tom Brady against no Tom the Raiders. Brady. All right. It's I like too that. Easy. That's bold. Look, that's bold. That's bold. I like it. You got to be smarter than the Again, I disagree guys. with both of you. Fabs, okay. am I going to agree with you? I think you are because Monte Ball is playing in Seattle. That's where fantasy points go to die, especially from <laughs> running backs. Look at the numbers. The Seahawks have given up one rushing touchdown in the last 11 home games. I mean, that's unbelievable. The Seahawks have also allowed an average of fewer than 70 rushing yards per game in their last four home games. Forget about last week. It was on the road. The defense isn't as good on the road as it is at home when they have the 12th man. I'm benching Monte Ball. Yeah, hard to start. Gosh, we're benching two QB1s. We're benching an RB1. I, I guess I'm going to tell you to bench a, uh, a flex, and here's why. Because you're going to pull up those fantasy points against, and you're going to remember that the Eagles gashed the Indianapolis Colts with uh, a pair of running backs named LaShawn McCoy and Darren Sproles. Talented. Nobody was higher. I keep saying it because I like to remind myself what a bold and dumb proclamation it was. Has been higher on uh, Toby Gerhardt than I was at the start of the season. However... I don't see it. Excuses? I don't see it with the offensive line. I don't care how many points to running backs the Indianapolis Colts has allowed. I am benching him until Toby Gerhardt and the Jacksonville Jaguars offensive line shows me something different. 33% of the fantasy points the Colts have given up are receiving yards from last there week. There you go. So it's a little bit of an overrated stat. Pierre Garçon, you want to talk about a stat that's not overrated? He hasn't scored a touchdown in his life against the Philadelphia Eagles. He's averaged fewer than 50 receiving yards in his career against the Eagles. So guess what, guys? I'm sitting him on the bench. I can't look at those numbers and start him with any kind of confidence. No Cousins or Galson? Cousins has never faced the Eagles, so maybe that's the maybe that's the elixir, Fabs. Maybe Cousins versus the Eagles <laughs> you, is the elixir for Pierre Garçon. I am. Yeah, okay. because I like, I, 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 like, I like tempo. I like I like tempo and uh, and Tom and Brady Monty and Romo. I'm in a two QB league. <laughs> Monty Ball. When NFL Fantasy Live returns, you may, Mr. Contrarian here, you may think you got your lineup all set, but don't hit that submit button just yet. We are bringing you super sleepers that will take your team above and beyond in Week Three. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. Time for your sleepers. Week three sleepers, Fabs. They're the difference in a win and a loss. That's right. And I'm sometimes. going with, yeah, sometimes. Matt Asiata, uh, because I like the matchup against the New Orleans Saints. They've given up the seventh most fantasy points to running backs this year so far. Now, I know Jared McKinnon is a guy that you should be watching out for, but right now, the man is Asiata. He had 14 fantasy points last week. That's good. Played pretty well. I'll take the points any way that I can get them. The Vikings are going to want to run the football to try and keep Drew Brees off the field because he is unbelievably productive when he's in the Superdome. So Asiata, to me, he's not a one. He's not a two. He's a nice flex sleeper. Yeah, he's, but you see it right here in, in the highlight. Uh, Matt Castle not pushing the ball downfield with great effectiveness. So uh, a lot of those checkdowns Dump also going to add to his total. And I would also point out, I saw it in uh, a couple leagues I'm in. Take advantage, man. Be aggressive. If you manage to get Asiata or Niall Davis or something, find that team that lost their starter. Make a trade. Yeah, try to get a, a number one, a wide receiver one, or maybe a tight end, whatever it is that you might need. Uh, Marcus Clay. Charles, Charles Clay. Clay. <laughs> very, very Bondian, right? You know, right. You know I, I am. I'm going Bondian. Charles Clay. I'm going with the, the Dolphins tied in there. I think the matchup against Kansas City is very good. The Chiefs linebackers have struggled in coverage this year, and now that Derek Johnson is gone, that makes that group even weaker. I think 
We saw Clay last season kind of become a revelation, had a couple of big weeks in there and maybe get a lot of people excited. I think this is a week you see Ryan Tannehill, who has struggled throwing the football, make some safe throws in the center of the field to his big tight end, who could be a sneaky play, especially if you're worried about a guy like Jordan Cameron this week. Well, you mentioned targets. It's all about targets. And, Akbar, I know that's where you're going with, uh, I guess, the number one receiver in Cleveland these days. Yeah, that's right. And it's easy to think that because Josh Gordon is not with the Cleveland Browns right now, that it's a fantasy wasteland. But I'm going with... Andrew Hawkins. Andrew Hawkins, he's, they're going up against the Baltimore Ravens. That's a very strong run defense, so I'm looking to Brian Hoyer to go with more of those high-percentage throws to get the chains moving. You're going to do that with Andrew Hawkins and his abilities. I think he's an outstanding pick as a sleeper to get your flex move, movement going. If you've got issues in that, in that area, like everyone else has got issues, we all got family issues, flex issues, <laughs> Andrew Hawkins <laughs> is yeah. definitely going to be I don't know what's going on in your house. You don't have flex issues? <laughs> Here's what I know. Uh, one of my I mentioned targets. I want targets. You see 14 targets versus the Texans in week two. James Jones has a touchdown reception in each of the Raiders' first two games. Yes, they're going east. Yes, they're taking on the Patriots, and that could be a little Darrell Revis. But I like when I see chemistry between a receiver and a quarterback. It probably helped that James Jones called Derek Carr little A-Rod before the first game. Uh, so maybe, maybe slow down on that a little bit. I'm not sure if he's at Aaron Rodgers' level yet, but I am more than comfortable having James Jones on no my double roster fumbles this week, right? Flex. right? All right. Uh, what do we got? We got anything left? Sleepers? I see an Adam Rank over there. What right. Are, what well, I want to build on what you guys were talking about okay. with Jarek McKinnon because okay. when you talk about Asiata, he is that guy. He's at three and a half yards in a cloud of dust or rubber pellets or whatever comes off football fields. Now, Jarek McKinnon is a long-term play. He's more explosive and look at North Turner. He wants a playmaker. He wants to put the ball in the hands of a playmaker. It's not going to be this week, but I guarantee you he's going to be at a some point. on the waiver wire in the very near future. All right. Uh, snatch him up before he hits the waiver wire, I guess, is kind of what you're saying there, Rank. Before we go, we do want to take a second to thank our head researcher, Sudsy Bill Sudell, one of our favorites. His last day is today. Those great nuggets wow. you see flashing across the screen every day come from him. Sudsy, we are going to miss you. The best of luck in all your future endeavors. Certainly, many of you cashed in on his research, so you should thank him as well. Good luck, Sudsy. Uh, again, we wish you the best. All right, that's going to uh, do it for us here. We'll see you Sunday morning, 1130 Eastern on NFL Now and the NFL Red Zone channel with all the latest injury news and fantasy notes leading up to kickoff. Thanks for watching. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrict Apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.